Well, I can't wait to meet our host. I hear this is only one of his beat parties. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Hey, and welcome back to Two True to Lie with Harry Day. We're going to try to coordinate the show with the music in the background and see what my computer speakers do because they have a mind of their own. If you listen to the show, and I've done this before, they'll just suddenly start getting really loud and I'll have to hustle over and turn it down and then they'll be completely quiet. So then I'll have to ease it back up and find the right volume. And sometimes it'll stay that way and sometimes it'll just keep escalating to de-escalating. But we're not going to spend any more time yapping about that. I had, I'd grabbed this drink in the store the other day. Something I'd never drank before. I'd heard of it. And it was nothing like I'd expected, but it kind of grew on me. I, I, I liked it. I didn't drink the whole drink, and I'll, you'll find out later why. But I saved it and I had some today, and I may have like, oh, I don't know, maybe a good gulp or two of it left for tomorrow. And so I was, I was talking to someone about this drink, Try to turn this up. And I decided I'd look up on Wikipedia, my standard go-to, and get a little history on the drink. I believe it's called kombucho. Kombucho? Kombucha. Anyway, so I was reading about it, and it was interesting. And, you know, at the very bottom of the page, of every page... On Wikipedia, it has uh, C also, and it has these other subjects that are related to it. And I saw one that was interesting by name, and I looked it up, and it had me howling. It had my friend howling. We had we were I think we had a show on television from Netflix or something. Had to stop it so we could wipe our faces <laughs> and calm down because of what I read about this drink. I don't know if they still make it or not. This is not kombucha. Kombucha. This is something that's similar. So, I'm thinking, my God, that's an episode right there. But there's only so much info on it to be an episode. And so I had to dial it back, go big picture. And I started thinking of uh, herbal remedies, herbal, herbal medicines. But I was, that wasn't enough. And so I went all the way to the root. All the way back to the source of what was known as snake oil. Now, a lot of people wonder, does snake oil actually have snake in it? Does it have snake venom? Does it have snake, do, do snakes have oil? They do, by the way, not large amounts, but they it can be derived from them. 
um, some snakes more than others, but generally a snake oil, which usually was advertised in the 18th and 19th centuries, it was, it was generally, generally a petroleum-based mineral oil labeled as a cure-all, an elixir, for many physiological problems. Now there were some that had snake oil in them, and I saw I saw this recipe where, you, gosh, what was it? You took two snakes and a big pot of water and some other ingredients, and you just boiled it until the snake fell apart, and then you cooled it, and the oil if there was oil, uh, hardened on the top when it became cool. And you pulled that out and you put that into your elixir. That just sounds awful. <laughs> Has anyone had snake oil? I've eaten snake. I've eaten fried snake before. And it, they said it was rattlesnake, but it tasted kind of fishy, which made me wonder if it was a, a moccasin which really would have been gross. I saw two moccasins today. I was, I was cutting the food plots low so I could turn them over. And I, I always had my 22 with me. And I didn't bring my 22 with me because I just didn't bring my 22 with me. I hadn't seen a snake all summer. So I'm going down the trail between the lake and the swamp, this, this raised roadway, it's dirt. And there's one right in the middle of the road I don't see it until I pass it, and I'm, I'm going to back up and try to cut it in half with the disc until I realize I took the disc off. I've got the clipper on the back. And so as I back up to run over it with something, it's gone into the water to the right. So I go and cut where I'm going to do a pea patch, and then I go and cut where I'm going to do a deer food plot, and crawling out of the deer food plot was Mr. Brother Snake. It looked exactly like the first one, and he, was, he just, you know, it's really warm, really, really warm out. It's hot out, and so they're not moving slow. But I could have shot this guy, and I, I would have felt much better knowing there was two less venomous snakes out there so someone couldn't grab them and make snake oil and, and slip it into my tea glass. Which, by the way, we're really running a loose, loose episode here. I've got my... my my uh, tea here, but it's not my usual. What I've used to drink and what I've now started back again as, as my standby is unsweet tea and lemonade. And both of these in here are from Mott's, M-O-T-T-S. Mott's unsweet tea, it's the green cap, and Mott's lemonade. You get a jug of each, a gallon jug of each. Really a gallon of lemonade could do two gallons of unsweet tea because I don't mind, you know, the uh, the tea taste for one thing. But sometimes the tartness or the sweetness of the lemonade is just a little too much. I'm, I'm not huge on sweets. That's my elixir. Let me take some elixir here. Lemony. That was very lemony. Okay. Snake oil liniment were being sold as early as 1712. 
and they were considered marketed as a panacea, meaning a cure-all. Now there was this man named, nope, I don't have his name. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, in America, in the 19th century, William Rockefeller Sr. sold, quote, rock oil as a cancer cure, and he had no reference to snakes. I don't know if it says snake oil on there. It said rock oil. It was probably a petroleum product. Probably was not good for you. In the time of the deriving of the snake oil, these medicines became known as patent medicines, whereas people applied for a patent for their elixir and then sold them. In 1712, an Englishman named Richard Stoughton came up with his own snake oil. I believe it was viper oil. So it actually had snake in it. It was recommended for many afflictions. Supposedly it included the oil of the rattlesnake, which is a pit viper. And it was used to treat rheumatism and various skin diseases. Uh, later, there was a, there was a uh, I will get to that later. That's why I said later. Um, it said here, it's very likely the snake oils sold throughout the American West were illegitimate and did not contain any snake venom or oil. They were likely mineral oil. So, now we're around 1900. We're going to bounce around here. There was a man named Clark Stanley, and he had a very well-known snake oil. It was Clark Stanley's Snake Oil Lemonade. He made it himself. He was considered the rattlesnake king. And around 1906, when... The government was cracking down on all these products being made and pushed and sold that were hurting people in various ways. They tested his elixir. It was the Bureau of Chemistry, which was the precursor to the FDA. The Bureau of Chemistry found that Clark Stanley's snake oil liniment contained mineral oil, 1% fatty oil, which was assumed to be tallow, probably from the fat of a cow, possibly a deer, but I doubt it, probably a cow, a uh, derived product out of chili peppers, turpentine, my favorite uh, shooter, and camphor. So in 06, the Pure Food and Drug Act got passed, which made it illegal to sell things that did not do what they said they were supposed to do. And Stanley had been pushing this stuff, and so he was prosecuted for peddling mineral 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 oil as snake oil. 
and and his hearing was in 1916. Why well, it's later? He was uh, instigated by federal prosecutors, and this was in Rhode Island, to plead no contest, meaning he didn't plead guilty, he didn't plead not guilty, and he accepted that and pled no contest and was fined twenty dollars and he was not allowed to sell that medicine as snake oil not really medicine liniment so that brought us basically to the modern era of these uh, alternative medicines now many modern health products still use the same marketing techniques as they did with snake oil back in the day. Some of these genres would be herbalism and dietary supplements. And then there's another group of things that say they help you probably mostly with stress but none of these things have been recognized by the FDA, as you probably heard with uh, herbal supplements and dietary supplements. They say they don't have any uh, f found or uh, uh, whatever effect. Where's my number two? I need them to tell me what to say here. But an example of one of these things that I, that I read was the Tibetan singing bowl, which is a metal bowl, a brass bowl, and then someone goes around the rim with, with a wooden stick and it rings this tone that's supposed to calm you. But it also said it helped with other ailments, which I find hard to believe. Okay, we're going to go to England. Another man. This is going to be another product, except just, I should have moved that up higher on the, on the uh, list here. Like Clark Stanley's snake oil liniment. In England, in, in the early 1700s, there was an elixir called True Daffy. It may still be around today. It's changed names a lot, but the original True Daffy was a cure-all, a panacea, and its ingredients, and it has a lot of ingredients. And I, who knows why they use these ingredients? And I don't know what some of these ingredients are. How many times can I say ingredients in one minute? Ingredients. The ingredients are anise seed, which makes me wonder if it's anise, brandy, cochineal, elecampane, Fennel seed. Now we're getting into a, you know, with the anise and fennel, I think they're making sausage. Jalap, J-A-L-A-P. It could be yalap, but it's probably jalap. Mana, M-A-N-N-A. -N -N -A. Parsley seed, raisin, rhubarb, saffron, senna, and Spanish licorice. These are all the ingredients for an elixir known as True Daffy. A chemical analysis was done on True Daffy, and it was found to be a laxative that mostly contained alcohol or brandy with herbs in it. It might have been good for you a little bit if you just like sipped it. 
um, newer versions of the True Daffy had rest, had uh, ingredients such as wood chips, or I, I would guess wood chips were steeped and then pulled out. Let's see, caraway, salt of tartar, and scammony. Does anyone know what scammony, jalap, mana, cochineal, and senna are? I might know what senna is, I don't know. Now this is where so, so medieval, so 18th century bizarre. And you know how the mindset of the 18th century man and woman, back when they believed in witches and, you know, dragons probably, I mean, bizarre things. If you had stone in babies or children, convulsions, consumption, and bad digestives, ague, the piles, surfeits, fits of the mother and vapors from the spleen, green sickness, children's distemper, weather the worms, rickets, stones, convulsions, gripes, king's evil, joint evil or any other disorder proceeding from wind or crudities, crudities, gout, rheumatism, stone or gravel in the kidneys, colic, griping of the bowels, physic, both as cure and preventative, provided always that the patent be moderate in drinking have a care to prevent taking cold and keep a good diet. I guess that's working with physic, dropsy, and scurvy. If you had any of those things, all you needed to get was a bottle of True Daffy and start putting it down. I wonder how many people drank True Daffy. I wonder why people didn't live so long in the 18th century. It's just amazing to me. I mean, there had a, I mean, Socrates, Aristotle. That was way back, and they were so bright, even though they did believe in a few bizarre things of the times. I know Plato did. But the thing that brought me to this subject was kombucha. And I have a little amount of knowledge on kombucha. It was from China. It's also known as tea mushroom, tea fungus, or Manchurian mushroom. It is a fermented, lightly effervescent, sweetened black or green tea. It's fermented with the sugar that sweetens it. It's commonly consumed for its supposed, as as the FDA would say, health benefits. Sometimes the beverage is called kombucha tea, to distinguish it from the culture of bacteria and or yeast. Basically, the benefit are the probiotics, the good bacteria that are living in the kombucha. This is something I started drinking yesterday. I 
don't feel any different really but I don't feel any worse <laughs> the effervescent see the thing about the kombucha that I drank it was in a can that was similar was it a can or a bottle it was a little bit bigger than a Red Bull but I think it was a glass bottle yeah and I popped it and it went Psst. so I'm like huh it had pressure I wonder what that's all about it's usually a tea in a can or a bottle doesn't pop doesn't doesn't depressurize so I took a sip and it was like drinking the strongest ginger ale you've probably ever had which was extremely effervescent not slightly but I like that I really like that it, it was energizing in, in an extent I guess um, and I want to drink more but not a lot at once. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these warnings that come with these kind of drinks and these medicines is take with moderation. So, take with moderation. But when I read about kombucha, kombucha, at the bottom of the page is where it had see also. And there was, it said Jilly Juice, J-I-L-L-Y Juice. And I'm thinking, what is Jilly Juice? That sounds like a kid's drink. And so I, ch I checked it out. And then I proceeded to almost wet my pants laughing. I'm just gonna read it as it was written to share the joy that I got from reading it. Jilly juice is a fermented drink and a form of alternative medicine that is claimed by its proponents to be able to cure an assortment of conditions including cancer and autism, psoriasis, it can regenerate missing limbs, yes I did say missing limbs, it can regenerate missing limbs. It can reverse the effects of aging. I guess it'll turn you into a baby. And it will, quote, cure, unquote, homosexuality. Jilly juice will cure homosexuality. There's probably a lot of homosexuals that would take offense to needing to be cured of homosexuality. I'm a libertarian, you know, you want to be gay, be gay. Don't come be gay in my room. Don't come be gay in the car with my kids. But if you want to be gay, be gay. I don't mind. If you want to have a parade, have a parade. I'm probably not going to make it. Actually, I might because I love to watch spectacles. But I would, I would imagine my homosexual friends, and I have a few, do not need to drink jelly juice if she still makes it because we're going to learn where this came from. No studies prove the claims of these cure-alls. The FDA did not approve the recipe, which is a juice composed of water, 
salt, I believe it's Himalayan pink salt, fermented cabbage and or kale. And it is supposed to expunge candida from the human system. That is yeast. Probably more needed for women than men. I don't know if men uh, make yeast in their bodies. I guess it's possible. I don't know where. I guess you could get yeasty in your intestines. I don't know. I've never had a yeast problem. (laughs) But Jilly Juice. Why is it named Jilly Juice? You know, some really eclectic person must have brought this jelly juice to existence. True. Jelly juice was conceived by Jillian Mai Thai Epperly. She has no medical or scientific background. Jillian was born in Vietnam in 1973. She moved to the United States in 1975, May of 1975, before she turned two years old. I do not think she was with parent because she was adopted by American parents. Now I want to cut to a sidebar here. 1973 to 1975, Vietnam. The United States was pulling out of the war in Vietnam. North Vietnam was supposed to stay in North Vietnam. They invaded South Vietnam unopposed and began the cleansing of the American collaborators, South Vietnamese officials, armed force members, people of academia. They were either being re-educated in camps or buried in mass graves. That went on from 75 when we were out of there fully for years. There is a, this is not, Jilly Juice is not the American success story, although she has made a living doing this pretty much as a snake oil salesman to use a pun that fits this very well. I don't know the name of the brothers, but they lived in South Vietnam. One of them grew peppers. The other one made hot sauce. When North Vietnam invaded South Vietnam, like a full-on invasion, and did whatever they wanted, took over all the cities, took over the government, they did everything. They made Vietnam one. That was their goal. These two brothers fled on a ship to Hong Kong Harbor. And I believe they were there for a year. And they had to live on the ship along with the other thousand people that were there that were their refugees leaving Vietnam. Finally, they were trying to get to the United States. Finally, after a year or two, they make it to the United States. They come into the port of Los Angeles, go through whatever they have to go through to live in America and one brother starts growing his peppers and the other brother starts making his hot sauce 
And the cooking process was done in their garage, in their home, probably in Chinatown or an Asian community. It was so pungent that neighbors complained and they had to find another place to make what is now known as Srirachi. That's right. Two brothers fled Vietnam at the end of Vietnam War and made it to California, to Los Angeles, started making their hot sauce, put the rooster on it, called it Srirachi, and now it's in every restaurant in this country almost. That's an American success story. That's a huge success story. Jillian, born in Vietnam, she was younger than them. She was only two when she got to America. Let's see what happened to Jillian. She was adopted by American parents, raised, and eventually started making her little concoctions. Uh... The media got a hold of it because she was selling it. It was controversial. There were efforts to ban the product because people were getting sick. But there were advocates of it too. It was a good body cleanse. And here's why. Advocates of Jilly Juice on Facebook when there was a 50,000 member group of Jilly Juice they were dubbed by the people that were not jelly juicers the poop cult <laughs> the recipe of jelly juice starts with two cups of water a tablespoon of himalayan pink salt which is great stuff and two cups of chopped cabbage or kale you take the ingredients you puree them in a blender you pour it into a glass jar you cover it and you let it ferment at room temperature for three days in case you want to make your own jelly juice. The creator, Jillian, claimed the salt is a positive element for the immune system and that cabbage contains important probiotics and nutrients. Her recommendation was for an individual to start consuming two cups of her juice a day and increased their consumption until they were going to 16 cups of Jillian juice a day or a gallon of juice a day. And this was to remove candida and parasites from one's body by inducing bouts of diarrhea referred to by the advocates of Jillian juice as, quote, waterfalls, unquote. You know how they say, do not eat the yellow snow? Well, do not bathe in the chocolate waterfall. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> it got so, the craze became so crazy <laughs> that her tens of thousands Facebook group members would often post images of their bowel movements on the page and comments about supposed parasites visible in these bowel movements. This is a shitty topic, really. I, I mean, this is, I'm at the end of it too, and it's, it's gross. 
So I'll probably curb hop to something more stay positive. Some would have videos of them drinking jelly juice or pre preparing jelly juice enemas. Some gave small amounts of jelly juice to their young children and infants. <laughs> they must not have the waterfalls yet or you wouldn't have given it to your children and infants, especially infants. That's insanity. I believe Jillian ended up having to stop making this juice because a man had cancer and started drinking Jillian juice by the gallon. And his significant other or sister or someone, a relative or a significant other, couldn't get him to stop. And he wasn't eating well, but he was drinking lots of Jillian juice jelly juice and he died and Jillian caught a lot of flack about that um, I do not think any wrongful death suits were brought against her and in fact she claimed that he was not drinking enough of it and he should have stuck with the program if he wanted to be cured I'm not so sure you can stick with a program of drinking a candida killing salt fungus grown concoction of cabbage when you're dead. Seems difficult to me. I don't know. I guess you could give it to them as an enema and maybe it'd bring them back to life. You could sit the body up and tilt the head back and pour it down the throat with a funnel and give them an enema, do a double jelly, do a double jelly juice dose. Certainly it'd bring you back to life. That was a pause of silence for the man who died pound of jelly juice she didn't even feel guilty but that's the snake oil you know snake oil was also a euphemism for someone push pushing a scam snake oil salesman or uh, you know say someone was weaving rope out of hair but the hair was short and so the rope pulled apart easily. But they aren't going to tell you that. They're going to say, this is human hair. It's the strongest hair rope you can possibly get. And so you tie it off to a branch and you go to swing into the stream. And instead it breaks and you go header into a root and crack your skull. That's not positive either, is it? Man, I'm really amazed that this show, this episode, went 35 minutes talking about snake oil. And think of all the different products you've never heard of that I didn't, or I didn't touch on that I'd seen. All the things that are out there that people are eating every day, certain, um... You know, people take probiotics. Probiotics in capsule form make my give me cramps in my stomach, so I don't take them. I just try to eat correctly. If you eat a balanced diet and drink water 
cut down on your sugar, you should be okay. Lay off the junk food, lay off the uh, preservatives. I was I was at Ethan's football practice the other day, and one of the linemen, one of the bigger kids, you know, they've been running and they were breathing hard and sweating and tired. And all this kid could do was talk about his leftover McDonald's that he knew he had, either in the car or at home, and how he was all—he was just fantasizing about eating his McDonald's food, and then taking a shower, getting in the bed, and going to sleep. Uh, I said to him, "I said, uh, son, have you ever left your McDonald's food out on a?" table like a picnic table or in your room where your mom didn't see it to pick it up and then look at it you know seven days later and it looks the same he go no it'd be all mold I'm like no that would be normal bread and normal ground beef or maybe ham but McDonald's food's gonna look the same next week if you just set it on your dresser because it's full of preservatives. I don't know if preservatives give flavor or not. MSG is supposed to, but it's also supposed to make you. Uh... Why would why would Chinese buffets want you to get full fast? I guess you don't eat as much of their food when you pay a premium price on the buffet. Well, that makes total sense, actually. So, to close, don't take jelly juice. Don't take, what was it, Daffy Duck oil? <laughs> don't drink snake oil. I cannot believe, you know, putting venom in it is one thing, but to boil snakes down and get the oil out of that, wow. I didn't know that. I'd wondered how they got snake oil. I was wondering if they, like, took a dead snake and wrung it like a towel and just squeezed the oil out of it. <laughs> I think you get blood first, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been real hot down here. True Daffy, that's the name of the stuff. I see it. Y'all look it up. True Daffy. Try to find out what all these crazy things are. And then try to find out what all these crazy sicknesses are. Like King's Evil and the gripes. Is gripes just like griping? Distempers, is that just being in a bad mood? The green sickness, is that when you're being in green? I don't know. The vapors from the spleen? Fits of the mother? <laughs> crazy, crazy times back then. Um, you know what? I'm, I was born in the right era. I, I've thought about wanting to see past eras, you know, how cool it would be. To know you weren't going to be killed by Indians and you could do a little hiking through the woods of uh, New England in the fall on the trails up there when it's just trees and wildlife. You'd probably need a gun because there'd probably be panthers and bears and wolves. <laughs> but Man, to see the see the eastern U.S. went before it ever had a logging 
axe go through there. God, that'd be cool, man. See what the coastlines really looked like before they were changed. That'd be cool, too. See, that's a beautiful thought, and that's where we're going to end it. And I sure thank all of you for listening. People from 21 countries around this continent, excuse me, people from 21 countries around this world, I think it's 22 now, people from over half of the states in this United States, I think it's 34 now I've listened, um, y'all are awesome. To want to listen to me ramble on about just whatever I feel like rambling on about in the middle of the night. It's 1.10 a.m., by the way, Central Time. Up north, out west, in the, in the uh, northeast, in the southeast, in the southwest. Hey, you in Europe. Hey, you in South America. Hey, you in Asia. To all my brothers down there in Australia, thanks so much for listening. Please continue to listen. Get your friends to listen. And as we say in the Big Black River Studios, peace! Coming down the mountain. I don't mind the sun sometimes. The it shows. I can taste you on my lips and smell you in my toes. Cinnamon and sugar. You never know just how to look through other people's eyes through my ashes some will fall in love with life and drink it from a fountain that is pouring like an avalanche coming down the mountain i don't mind the sun sometimes the images it shows i can taste you on my lips and smell you in my clothes cinnamon and sugar